everyone and welcome back to the Conteneros podcast. The podcast is sponsored by PortPro, the leading operating system for drayage carriers. Schedule a demo today at portpro.io and don't forget to mention Conteneros for 10% off. Today in the studio I have Fernando Gutierrez and his brother Guillermo Gutierrez and we're going to be talking about you know, what we do, uh, intermodal, container hauling, 53-footers, de todo, right? De todo. And Fernando Gutierrez is the, the founder and CEO of uh, FM Logistics. So let's get it going. Um, tell us a little about yourself and, you know, just to break the ice. Yeah, definitely. So I'm 41 years old. Uh, I'm an immigrant. I was born in Mexico, came uh, to the U.S. at the age of three. Um, you know, I've been uh, living in East LA pretty much for my whole youth. Um, finally, uh, decided to move from East LA to other cities. Currently live in uh, Newport Beach. Um, oh. <laughs> by the beach, that's that was definitely one of my biggest goals. Was living by the beach. That was something that I talked about since a young kid. Um, finally, was able to do it. Um, so, uh, currently own FM Logistics and a few other companies. Um, and we have five terminals in Southern California. Yeah. No mas? No mas. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little about, about yourself. Uh, Guillermo Gutierrez. Um, also known as? Also known as Jackson. Jackson. Action, <laughs> Action Jackson. Action Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Um, part of the support system para Fernando y uh, FM Logistics y uh, todas las otras terminales. Um, uh, igual, um, he was brought at three, I was brought in at one, um, so I'm two years younger than Fernando, um, but pretty much uh, siempre involved in everything that, you know, since since very young, we've always been involved in a lot of projects together. Mm-hmm. Y, uh, y aquí estamos desde 2018. I'm excited, this story is going to be very interesting. <laughs> And even in, more inspiring than most, because coming from the bottom and immigrants and the success story and all that, you know, like when odds are against you and, and you still make it happen, like what what excuse can someone else have, like you know? Yeah. So especially when you don't know the language, right? Uh, growing up in Boyle Heights, yeah, um, you don't really have a lot of mentors or people that could teach you um, the right path, right? Most of the time, you always hear what other people are are doing on the streets and you look up to you know people that are criminals or doing stuff that they shouldn't do versus uh seeing you know entrepreneurs business owners people that are um making making the right moves um which you know you you got to find a mentor outside of your little bubble or outside of your your inner circle Mm -hmm. which is always hard right it's always very difficult uh to do that um i think the easiest thing is to stay within your inner circle, people that you know, your friends, um, people that um, know you, and sometimes won't even push you very hard, right? So that's definitely a comfort. Um, but getting out of that little bubble and meeting with other people that are doing the right things, sometimes it's super scary, uh, especially when you might not understand what they're talking about, or they're talking about investments and stuff like that. Uh, it's scary, man. You know, someone says, hey, go ahead and get a loan for $10,000 and... <laughs> invest in a truck or whatever it might be i mean that's super scary yeah who, who wants to be um yeah. you know responsible for a loan 
that potentially you might owe to the bank or you know you might refi your house let's like us you know some some feria and yeah then you know you lose it so yeah well that's betting on yourself right there betting the ultimate yourself. bet and then i i felt you on that uh ten thousand investment talk and all that because then like speaking for myself is like oh i'm over here worried about paying my rent that's you know? right yeah. <laughs> but wow um what was your earlier you mentioned um maybe i misunderstood but like growing up and then i took from it kind of like there was the bad role models around like yeah definitely uh, is there any reason why you felt you considered them a possibility of a role model like like no disrespect yeah. but maybe i missed the part because obviously you mentioned kids you came here young right you were one you were three yes yeah right okay did you come with your with with the father figure or yeah. your mom like they were there no no yeah uh we but were still intense yeah. um what do you call it pressure on regardless of who you have in your life yeah yeah definitely. okay um, i just want so, to clarify that yeah my mother mother and father uh both uh are still with us uh we all came together as a family um you know both my parents have been very great role models they've been very hard-working people both of them they both worked uh, intensively and and us growing up uh, going to school sometimes we wouldn't see him right father worked night shift um, so he slept pretty much the whole day uh, <laughs> when we would see him it was probably uh, the weekends but when he woke up was later on a Saturday right or to pay dues man <laughs> yeah so then he's running his errands right so he was putting in some work so a lot of respect uh, for father and, and, and mother um, and I think you know you see that right uh, coming from immigrant family everyone's here to work uh, bust your butt um, and you know that's one of the things that that sometimes people uh, see uh, and might not understand is wow how is it that that person has that drive how is it that he wakes up every single uh, every single day early in the morning I love waking up at two three o'clock in the morning um, you know doing what I need to do Got my little notebook here where I write all my notes, thoughts, processes, what I want to accomplish, um, what I'm what I'm thinking for next week, next month, next year, and um, that's my that's my time for myself, right? Um, and the drive is exactly that. Is I felt my parents had already done enough by bringing us here, and uh, my brother and I both were very grateful, right? And that's something that him and I have always connected since a very young age was. Okay, well, now it's up to us to do something with this opportunity. That's because your parents give you all the tools, right? Your parents gave you the beginning, which is to even bring you here, to give you the option. Now, once they give you the option and they give you everything that they can, then it's up to us, you know? It's up to us to keep pushing, to keep pushing, to keep, you know, that same drive that they had going. Yeah, you owe it to them, like... And yourselves and your family tree, your legacy. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point, right? That's it needs to point. evolve, like, That's right. little by little. Yeah. And um, uh, what was the childhood like growing up? you have any memories? Um, yeah, uh, actually really good memories. Um, yes. You know, um, granted, not a lot of money, you know. Uh, money, I don't think, was ever, um, like, deciding factor in everything. Um we did, definitely didn't have a lot of money, but we definitely had a lot of, uh, um, 
you know, trips as a family, a lot of camping, you know, a lot of stuff we did, you know, very low budget, but definitely together, you know, yeah. um, as a as a family. Um, so definitely the camping has been always um, top of the list, you know. Yeah, personal family. time, we always spend a lot of time together. Um, so, you know, uh, I think emotionally it, make, it makes you very strong, right? Uh, it makes you strong, strong bond. Um, you feel like, okay, if I take on this new task and I fail, I know that uh, for sure I got my support system, which is Action Jackson here, right, and the rest of my fam, um, which is always nice, right, that they're not going to judge you. Um, I think one of the hardest things is to uh, get over what other people think, right? And when I mean what other people think is people outside of your little inner circle. And, you know, getting over that and just saying, Okay, I'm gonna try something that I know I don't know if I, it's gonna work out, and if it doesn't work out, we model, right? At least I tried it, I did it. Um, someone can't come and tell me like, oh, you coulda, shoulda, woulda, and at least I know that I could cross it off my list and say, all right, this didn't work. Let me move on to my next thing, right? Um, at the end of the day, we all go back yeah. to our home and our lives right. and look at ourselves in the mirror, yes. right? Yes. So, yeah, I yeah. feel you on that one. It's like an everyday challenge for it's, me, to be honest. See, you know, see, see. But it, it's, I love it when I hear people that are doing well, like, uh, um, validate something that I go through, like, on a mission to be successful as well. Yeah. I'm like these people, you know. That's why I'm, I'm developing a deep love for this. Like everyone has like this drive and a hustle. Everyone has a story. Yeah. Like people out there might see you like, FM carriers like. There's more to that. There's a hustler and a network of hustlers that, that he inspired and it rubs off. And yeah. now there's a bunch of people moving forward. Yeah. You're creating jobs, like building well, something from nothing. You, you, you create jobs. You're also creating a different state of mind, I think, mm -hmm. um, especially when you start learning new stuff. Um, like Fernando says, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Hey, we, don't, don't buy patio tables <laughs> for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a learning experience, right? <laughs> yeah. He, um, <clears throat> you know, whether it's a new system for the company, a new uh, new customer, um, a new situation, right? So it's, it's always, I think we're always adjusting. Um, always adjusting and always um, uh, trying to make it better. Definitely always trying to make it better. Yeah, there's always good in everything, even the yeah. bad. Like, yeah. That's actually... I'll surprise people on the gram next week with something in regards to that. <laughs> um, it's all about perspective. Like, it could be bad, but, like, this kind of sounds corny. The glass is half empty or half full. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is, it is, no matter what everyone thinks. Yeah. But to each person, based on their belief system, it becomes what they want it to be. Yeah, every yeah. person has their own world, right? Uh, we got to learn not to try to change other people's minds. Yeah. Um, I think it's important. I think you said it uh, b before, right? Is focus on yourself. All we could do is focus on what we could do, what we could control. And um, hopefully what we're doing motivates someone else to do the same thing. Or at least uh, they learn something from it. Or we could teach them. Um, I think uh, uh, something about my, my canal and I is, you know, we always share information. Uh, we never keep anything a secret, even though anything? I think everything, mm -hmm. we, we share it. 
you know, uh, whatever it might be. <laughs> I'm gonna set up a little truth or dare game. Real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we share we share information because um, that's how I learned, right? I learned by learning from other people that were successful. Um, I created a small inner circle from business owners, different fields. Um, you know, construction. You know, got a good uh, a friend that builds pools, builds homes. Um, they do a lot of different types of work, but at the end of the day, it's still business. So everyone goes through the same stuff, right? They all got to deal with insurances. They got to deal with employees. They got to deal with contractors, finance, right? Uh, daily budgeting, problem solving. Daily problem solving. Yeah. And it's always nice to pick up the phone and say, "Hey, man, um, I got this problem. You know, how did you deal with it?" And he gives me his point of view. And it's up to me at the end of the day if I want to take that advice or not, right? But um, at least I got some feedback. Um, I think a, a big problem that we have is we're scared to ask for help. Um, we're scared to tell someone, I don't know how to do it, right? Or hey, prideful, Luis, prideful también. Yeah, I want to start a podcast, Luis, but I don't know what to do. You know, what kind of equipment should I get? Should I buy this table? What do you think? <laughs> Just do it and fuck up That's and find right. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Así es, así es. Yeah. Uh, but it's nice, you know, to have that type of relationship. Um, at the end of the day, you make your own decision. You know, no one's here to tell you, uh, you should have done it. No, hey, you did it, didn't work move on to your next task yeah and you know them well they'll go on with their life as well so yes yeah. yes imagine if you had to mold yourself to everyone's opinion daily no what the hell <laughs> you go crazy you, you go, go crazy, crazy. just waking up in the morning you wouldn't want to get out of bed any hardships growing up that stuck with you that you think drove your hustle or or just as you know i'll leave it at that like, yeah, um, I tend um, to add like three questions in one. And no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll start. I'm learning uh, to go with one at a time. Yeah, I think personal struggle is um, I'm dyslexic. I got dyslexia. Mm. Um, I always struggled through it uh, going through school. Even when I started opening my business, it was a big, big um, issue that I had to deal with, right? Um, but because of it, it definitely makes you work a lot harder than everyone else, right? You second guess everything that you do. You might check it five or six times, right? Um, and it helps you create and fix issues or at least see it in different types of view, right? Um, because you're always trying to tell yourself, okay, um, am I looking at this correctly or should I be looking at it from a different corner, right? So I think everything that you see is more, you know, three-dimensional um, versus, you know, just what it is. You, you see the same problem three or four different ways, Um so that's definitely one of uh, something that I had to uh, struggle with and I still do. Um, but how I fixed it was by surrounding myself with people that are better than me, right? Mm -hmm. You know, everyone around me is always smarter than I am. Um, and the reason for it is because I want to feel comfortable that I could go to someone, right? I could go to Guillermo or anyone else in my team and say, hey, I got this problem. Can you help me uh, go ahead and, 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 and build this task or or whatever it might be, right, that I'm trying to do. And that's the nice thing about that is those relationships, that teamwork, um, to work on your flaws and, and some of the issues that you might be facing since you were a kid. Um, you know, we all can't be good at everything. It's impossible. And we don't know everything, but, um, you know, having the right people around you definitely helps. How did you know you were dyslexic or how did you even come into contact with the word? Like, yeah. what, what are the characteristics of a dyslexic person sure um so i think uh the hardest subject for me was biology you know used to get those big thick books 
trying to learn about, you know, <laughs> uh, cells, you know, and organisms and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I, I always struggled where we were in class and the teacher would tell you, hey, go ahead and read this next four paragraphs. You know, you guys got 20 minutes and then I'm going to start asking you questions. You know, those par- paragraphs for, for me, it would probably take me an hour, you know, to make sure that I, I comprehend, understand, um, filter that information so I really do understand it when someone else could pick it up in 20 minutes or 15 minutes. Uh, so, you know, I started having those problems, spoke to teachers. It was more, they saw it as, oh, you're just being lazy, right? You don't want to do the work, right? You don't want to read that, you know, three or four paragraphs. You don't want to answer the questions. So as I got older, um, unfortunately, it was, you know, um, in my 20s where I really realized, okay, what my problem was. And I started uh, getting out a lot more. And I think social media has definitely helped, right? Um, You know, people that have dyslexia, we love technology because we're always trying to figure out a way how it could actually help us. Um, So um, now with technology, then it's definitely a lot easier. So dyslexia in a way is just the way you intake information so, so you might love audiobooks then i oh I, audiobooks is definitely one of the biggest things that I, I i love okay i'll show you um my audiobook collection i have over 100 books i'm starting to wonder if i'm dyslexic because I, I thought <laughs> dyslexic was like you see things backwards like and, and you do that's a combination oh, okay. and that's why sometimes it takes you longer to to read the information because you might read a, a sentence and you read it at first and you think it means something, right? But you need to connect it. Okay? And and it, and you're like, well, wait a minute. What did I just read? It doesn't yeah. has nothing to do with what I'm trying to or understand. You, I, I forget it right as soon as I read it. Yeah, so I, yeah. I read it twice. If we do a lot of that in the office, he, he'll write an email. Yeah. And I go, hey, Jackson, read it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and you know, and, and we'll bounce ideas and go. Yeah. Well, that that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. This yeah. sounds. Yeah. You don't think it's ever confused with ADHD? Because like, well, it's it's very common that it goes hand in hand, right? So you, you could have which both. one is the one. Like, <laughs> well, uh, well, you would probably have to get tested, right? But it's the same thing. Sometimes you know, for myself, I can't stay put, I'm right? I'm always here. very energetic. <laughs> tell yeah, me, tell me. Yeah, so you might be both, right? You can, you can, um, but uh, definitely, um, your biggest thing is if you're if you're reading something and, and you have to read it two or three, four times, and sometimes the words do change on you or you're the first time you read them, and you're like, well, wait a minute, that's not exactly what I thought I was reading. Yeah. So maybe you might have some type of form of dyslexia. Man, and it's not, and if I do, I don't see it like it's a, a bad thing. No. It's like, that's my uh, my working manual. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if I know myself, you know yourself, yeah. then you know how to operate. That's right. Well, we call it superpower. That's your superpower. If you're not going to know, you're going to assume you something wrong with you and put yeah. yourself down. That's maybe. right. Like, no, yeah. I have this. And this yeah. is how I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. But, but you figure during the during the 90s, right, um, you know, the school system, they, they never talked about that. They never even questioned you or tested you. So there, I'm sure there was a lot of kids that were going through the same struggle that I was going through. Okay. They just said, hey, you know, he's just lazy, right? Um he doesn't want to do the work. You know, we told him to read, and he says he doesn't understand it, but he's just flojo, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do it. It's not that. It's just every person um, uh, gets the information differently. Some of them are verbal, visual, right? Mm-hmm. It just depends how you get that information. Um, sometimes a combination of both, right? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, like, stigma. I'm assuming I use that word properly based on, like, a, a common belief that get leaders are always readers 
So you get that in your mind and you're like, I literally write down, I'm going to read one hour a day, right? Yeah. But sometimes I, I don't get to it and I'm leaning more towards the audiobooks. Yeah. I love audiobooks. Same here. But it's it's one of the best, best So just things. embrace what works for you, right? Exactly. They exactly. look good right there though, the books. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I've done audiobooks and then I'll go back on the hard copy and mm. go over it, right? Um, that's helped me also. Um, and and the nice thing about it, uh, Luis, is you know once I actually understand something, I'll never forget it. That's awesome. You know. Yeah. Do you have any favorite books, you guys? Uh, motivation books. What, what's a a book that changed your perspective on life or influence? Uh, yeah. Well, para mí books, la, la verdad no no he leído mucho. The Bible. Um, not even the Bible. Mm. Pero. Um, I have gotten into a lot of the podcasts, que me manda mi carnal, um, you know, uh, Master Munoz, um, and there's several that just, as as I keep, um, I guess, learning new stuff um, about the industry, um, I tend to start looking at more and more of that stuff. Y como dice Fernando, um, especially with social media, it's very easy to find a lot of content. Um, y, he, um, and then it clicks. And then it clicks. You know, it it it. Um, what helps it click? And I think it it helps it click, and it helps you um, understand. Como dices, verdad? What's your superpower? Or how do you take in this information? Or or how does it um, relate to what you're doing? You know. Yeah. Um, y, y pues también te ayuda a entender que you're not the only one struggling with a lot of stuff. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that helps a lot. You never know who's out there going through it, and they yeah. just don't open up. And most people don't, right? Because it's scary. It's it's scary to tell someone, hey, man, I don't understand what you're talking about, right? Oh, just read the manual. Here it is. And then you're reading the manual, and you're like, I still don't get it, right? So then what's the next thing is, hey, you know what? Let me let me take you outside, or, or here, let me show you visually, right? What is it that I'm talking about? And let me go through the motions. It's like, look. Step one, step two, step three, right? Um, and we love doing that too, right? Where we actually capture or we take fo uh, photos of stuff with uh, explanations because some people love learning by pictures and there's nothing wrong with it. I think that's great. But it's just understanding how people, you know, um, absorb that information. But it's always hard to say, I don't understand. You know, what are you talking about? Because no one wants other people to think that they're dumb, right? And, and I, you know, I don't like using um, that word at all. Um, it's more like, okay, how, how can I make sure that you retain that information? But if you don't tell me you understand, then I can't figure out another way to make sure that I could teach you correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Having someone tell you, like, hey, this is how I understand it. Even that sometimes is difficult, you know. Um, especially, you know, uh, talking to several drivers daily. Um you try to explain something, and you could hear it sometimes where they don't get it. Yeah. A, a, a it's it's hard to even get them to explain it to you. Like, how is it that you, or, or what part of that don't you understand, you know? Like this, like describing the rainbow to a blind person. That's yes. Right. Yeah. You yes. won't relate to. Yeah. And like not, Fernando says, it's not that anyone is dumb or, or lazy. It's just, a veces, I think... Uh, Maybe even how you're explaining yourself yeah. could be wrong. That leads me into the next question. I, um, we were in communication, you know, before this, 
Yes. And I'm thankful that you brought me up to speed on uh, a little more about you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I noticed you guys have a driver app. So since we were talking about that right now, how do you deal with, is it welcomed by the drivers? Like, what's your biggest challenge having a driver app? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason we got it uh, was because of how people learn, right? Mm -hmm. um, the app really came because people were are more visual. They want to see the information versus uh, over the phone or even text, right? Um, uh, before then, we would use email a lot, uh, but we, we found out very quickly that some people either don't like using it or they have trouble with it. So the app was definitely um, a solution for it. Thanks to uh, uh, some of our, our drivers that came forward and they said, hey, sabes que, Fernando, I, I don't understand. Me están mandando el trabajo, pero I have problems with my email. I keep losing the emails. Yeah. You know, like, I saw it the first time, pero se me desapareció, right? It's gone. I can't, and I don't know how to get it back. I might have deleted it. I don't understand. Or, hey, me mandaron un text message. I got the text, and I deleted the text, and I don't know where it's at. And we're like, okay, well, how do we fix this, right? And the app was the best thing that we could have came up with because it's very visual. Um, and also documentation. Sometimes they would lose a BOL. Sometimes they would lose a POD, which is understandable, right? You're shuffling stuff. You're driving. You're putting it next to you. The window's open, right? It's during the summer. You lose a POD or a BOL, and it's like, okay, what do I do now? So we said, okay, how can we fix that? Um, all right, let's make sure that people could actually upload the paperwork as they're doing the work, right? So then if, you know, if something happens where that piece of paperwork is lost or we can't get it, at least we have a digital copy. As long as the picture is good, then uh, we're good. Was that a challenge for your operation? Because some people don't want to upload all that. They see it like extra work. Yeah, yeah. Or some get paranoid like, oh, you're tracking me. Like, see. how can you let them know that it's for the better of everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, um, I think that was more of a one-on-one -on -one explanation okay. for them. That wasn't something that we could just send as a blast email, right, or a blast text. It was more, okay, um, who's having a problem and, and who is it that we need to spend the extra time, like Guillermo was saying here. And How many one-on-ones are we talking about? A lot, <laughs> a lot of one-on-ones. He, yeah. He's, he's um, done quite a bit of them. So. He, we continue to improve i think on our one-on-ones um even the way we help the guys um we have an amazing support system in the office you know um we've created our own little videos um with the help of the team uh george in particular um hey george hey george um hello george hey george thank you for all the videos um he Showing them the video and then talking to them one on one. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's been um, like a game changer, especially for the drivers that were hesitant to even use the app, was telling them like, "Dude, there's nothing in the app that will make you lose your your work, or that you'll break the system in any way." Um, so I think that gives them a little bit of confidence to yeah. say, oh, "I can't okay. screw Just push anything the up." Buttons. You can't break Just it. Just push it. You know. Yeah. If you push it and then something happens, call me. I can yeah, look or, in the system. and required field, so don't let them proceed if it's not. Yeah. Okay. We okay. always use Facebook as an example. They're like, if you know, you know how to use Facebook? Yeah, I know how to use Facebook. Then you're good. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, right? It's like, just imagine you're trying to find a friend. You're trying to find your load, <laughs> right? And it's on there. Just click it, and your friend's going to come up, and that's your load. 
you know, and that that's kind of the way we uh, we approach it. Or remind them there was a time they didn't even know how to back up a big rig. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you could do that. You could do mostly anything tedious. You know. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, well, I'm glad that's working out for you. It's definitely a great tool. Yeah. You know, so long as everyone's on board. Um, can you tell us a little more about the operation? Describe it, like where you stand. Masomenos, how many trucks, if you don't mind, a little, no, not little at all. flex, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humildemente, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know? Si, si, si. Well, humildemente, we're running about uh, 60 power units. Okay. Um, uh, eight of those are company trucks, so they're company-owned uh, trucks uh, that we own and operate with company drivers. Uh, the rest are owner-ops. So we do have that combination, uh, which is nice. And uh, uh, Guillermo here is a terminal manager off the Riverside Terminal that... Uh, almost 30 power units are assigned to that he oversees. Um, the rest of them are um, designated throughout the other four uh, terminals that we have here in Southern California. Um, we do nothing but intermodal freight, 53-foot containers, uh, inbound and outbound out of the BNSF and uh, the UP. Um, that's definitely worked out very well for us because we do work with a huge amount of customers um, you know, always our mission is to make sure that the drivers move efficiently, loaded, loaded, in and out. Uh, 90% of our freight is uh, drop and hook. Um, so what we try to do is if the driver is not sitting around and he's moving, the driver's happy, right? Our customers are happy. And then us as a company continue to grow. Uh, so it's, uh, we look at, um, the, the drivers that currently work with us as partners, right? We're partners because if he does well, we do well. Our customers are happy. So it's that balance that we're always trying to um, acquire. Uh, we are very, very selective on the customers that we work with. We don't work with any, you know, any customer that just calls us. We always ask for all the right information because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that I get that business. If my guys don't want to do it, then why am I wasting my time, right? So I always see it as, okay, well, my would I send my company trucks in there? If I know I want to send my company trucks, then mm -hmm. I'm going to send a owner out. And that's how I make the decisions, yeah. Or do you pitch it to them, hey, we're considering taking this, what do you guys think? No, no. Fernando, already know based for, on all the years. For, you Fernando's had this, this saying since the beginning. If an owner out says, hey, um, the company guy is doing something easier. We will give him the entire dispatch. The company guy, I'll own her up. So there's no bias. No bad blood. There's no, no bad, bad blood. No, no. no. Once you get that, then people yeah. uh, act resentful yeah. and maltratan el trabajo, and that's right. your reputation on the line. Right. Yeah. We're very transparent. So, um, you know, Guillermo could tell you. See, someone says, hey, you know, this guy is moving some freight and it's easier. No problem. Here it is. We'll give it to you. Um, the deal is it has to be ran the way the company guy was dispatched. CIS, <laughs> go hunting for empties. You're going to go hunt for empties. Oh, um, no, actually, I was... Um, <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. Hey, hey, hey uh, you're going to activate Action Jackson. Go action whoop Jackson. that ass. <laughs> now that I have all the details, it's not going to work out. <laughs> Mejor give me back what I had. <laughs> no, no. How about you finish this one? And now the lesson learned is uh, don't assume. Yes. We're all equal here. Yeah, 100%. Sí. Y, y la verdad, sometimes we push the company guys, you know, quite a bit. Um, but at the end, it, it's all fair, you know? It's, it's all teamwork. It's, it's all, all teamwork. teamwork. I mean, 
So there's abundance, there's a good flow. So that minimizes shady drivers coming in and you know, una, you don't collect uh, McDonald's deluxe breakfast on your, no, on your dispatch table and you no. know, uh, so no proposals. No. no. <laughs> so our dispatching <laughs> is done um, from a different office. Um, you know, we don't have the dispatchers or load planners in the same office where our drivers come in and turn in paperwork and stuff like that. Oh, is that strategic or a coincidence? Uh, it's coincidence. It worked okay. out that way. It, it, it kind of worked, worked out like that. Um, they walk in, they just see me. <laughs> yeah, but they're not in the same place, right? Um, so um, they don't really see each other very often as far as face-to-face. -face. Um, everything is over the phone or even FaceTime um, mm -hmm. if they choose to. But they're not in the in the same space, so we don't have that problem. We've never had that problem since day one, where um, there's any type of, you know, favoritism or like, hey, I'll wait you on lunch, you know, to get a load, mm -hmm. because but they're not there, you know. But that can be good and bad, right? Yeah. Have you seen a meme uh, where there's this Chihuahua that's like aggressive and the teeth are showing? And, yeah. You know, so dispatch over the phone. That's dispatch over the phone. Yeah. <laughs> And then dispatch in person, the, the Chihuahua smiling like. See, know. well, I got something for you, Luis. That you still don't know. What? All my dispatchers <laughs> and load planners are females. They're all girls. Oh, okay. So there's no testosterone between two males. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so they're all female. Um, they're they're great. They're amazing. Um, super smart. Very fast and efficient. Um, you know, I got to hand it to them, to the whole team, to all the load planners and driver managers. Uh, you know, they, they definitely kick butt. Definitely kick butt. What what, what challenges does an intermodal carrier face? Like like in the port, it's like uh, the, the nightmare is per diem, uh, demurrage, you know, closed areas and whatnot. What is there to be expected as a challenge in the rail? We we have some of that too, you yeah. know. Um, Just different names. Di di yeah. Yeah, very similar. Pero um, um, per diem, last three days also. We yeah, we call that. them last three days. Um, same thing, you know. Your stuff notifies at the ramp. You got to get it out, and then the ramp, um, you know, is reducing the time that you have to keep the box there. So as soon as that stuff notifies, we got to get on it and start moving it. Yeah. I believe the rail has like a midnight, right? That's when it cuts off sometimes. Yeah, so so pretty much, uh, you, you know, for the most part, if it if it notifies, let's say today, you got to get out by tomorrow because a Monday will be in storage, um, and uh, depending if it's the BN or the UP, the storage, you know, you're talking about one hundred and forty, one hundred and fifty dollars per day. So come Monday, uh, what's the exact timestamp? 12.01 a.m.? 12.01. That's it. 12.01, you bought yourself another day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same thing with the empties, right? One, you know, because uh, such a huge amount of our freight is dropping hook. You know, once the customer says, hey, your box is empty, you got to come pick it up, right? The expectation for a lot of our customers is within 24 hours. They want that box out of their yard, right? Or um, some of those customers will start charging storage themselves, because they need the space, they have more freight to coming in, so it, you know it's understandable. So that's really the 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 biggest issue within the intermodal. Just like anything, is getting the equipment out of the U UP or BNSF out of their lots, and then once it's empty, making sure that you're removing that equipment, those empties out of the customer's lots. Because real estate is expensive here in California, and it continues to go up. So you know, lot spaces are very valuable. Has there been a customer upset and they want to start charging you storage for having their empty while we, you're empty? 
on their property or uh you know what we've been pretty lucky where um is that a thing can yeah no definitely definitely a customer will charge you if if they told you to pick it up and you haven't picked it up even though the rail might be charging um their per diem for the box right and chassis um the customer technically could charge you for the spots that you're taking is if they have freight coming in from the port right because a lot of that freight it comes from the port it gets transloaded into 53 foot intermodal boxes and then we go ahead and pick it up and then we engage into the up or the bnsf that goes in through the you know 48 states right yeah the intermodal part so we can get a clear picture it's mostly like east uh west to east right that's correct that's so it comes on the vessel transloaded and now it finishes the journey across the nation across the nation and then depending on those lanes across each state so it's a nice relationship between port drivers and intermodal because if you guys don't move that freight from the port to the dcs then i can't pick up any freight and on my 53 foot containers and ingated into the union pacific or bnsf right Mm -hmm. so if you guys aren't moving freight i'm not moving freight if all if both parties are so essential then why is there such a from my understanding such a big price difference like when you do rail work yeah yeah we could do the same distance uh commerce to ontario Mm -hmm. and it will be a drastically different price yeah yeah and and because of it is so the you know the intermodal is always uh, looked at as a cost saving method versus over the road. So once you guys take that product into a DC, the distribution center makes a decision and says, all right, do I want to send it over the road or do I want to send it in intermodal, right? So when they choose intermodal is because it's cheaper than over the road. So unfortunately, you know our pricing is always going to be less than over the road. And that's how the customers see it, right? So, you know, we really can't compare um, the harbor with the intermodal because it's always considered uh, a cost-saving method of, of transporting your goods. We got these goods. There's different ways. Yeah. Think, yeah. Literally, like, overnight it with FedEx or do the or regular mail. Snail regular mail. Snail, snail mail. mail. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, where the snail mail, because it's going to take a lot longer for your product to be, go from here to New Jersey, right? Versus yeah. you doing it over the road and maybe teams. Mm-hmm. So you're cutting mm-hmm. the time in half, right? So that's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's definitely FedEx, you know, next day. Yeah. <laughs> definitely big customers must love that rail because they got volume. So they could afford to wait for the, the rest to catch up. And it's that cycle. Once they get it going, yeah, I think they're yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. But... We're thankful for the work regardless, right? Absolutely. You guys got to know that, though, because yeah. you go into that feeling of, oh, they're robbing me. But yeah. you're here confirming that rail is cheaper yes. than than um, out of the terminal directly. And that's how the customer sees it, right? When they're moving their product, if they know, let's just for, let's say, for instance, they're expecting four or 500 containers from the port for the distribution center. Uh, once they transload those, you know, 20s 40s or 48s into 53s they got to make a decision okay how quickly do i need to get this product to the destination right if they select uh intermodal is because they're trying to save money right because it's cheaper um, just like usps you clip one stamp right um so that's that's the most cost effective because i'm gonna i'm gonna send 400 uh letters right 
But if I'm only going to send two or three, then I'm going to send them over the road and I'm going to pay that mm -hmm. uh, premium pricing to get it there next day. And the rail has been very cost effective lately, uh, <laughs> even to get yourself a big screen TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Co cookies, five, five finger discount. Yeah, Dude, cookies, tires. Yeah, nah, you, yeah, for that you TV, name it. For those big screen TVs, that's a ten finger discount, bro. <laughs> maybe fifteen if you occasionally gotta push it. With, you know? I, I, I saw recently uh, we had one where it was housing. How, Cal oh, wow. Ca California is expensive, man. People yeah, living yeah. in containers. Yeah, someone uh, <laughs> someone opened up a container. Yeah, and there was uh, Oreo cookies in there. And they were living and eating Oreo cookies in that container. Where was this at? <laughs> at the at Union Pacific. Yeah, at the UP. Yeah, we didn't realize that. Had and it happened. was one of yours. It was yeah. one of our containers. We didn't we didn't realize what had happened until I, somehow I guess they they sealed it back up. Um, oh man. <laughs> yeah, and to when they got to the customer, the customer opened it and they're like, "Hey, we're not taking this load. Go ahead and and take it. We're refusing it." We're like, "What do you mean? What's going on?" Someone's living in it. And we're like, what? <laughs> sleeping bags. Someone, yeah, a, sleeping bags. You know. So we get pictures, and sure enough, someone was sleeping in there eating all the cookies. He didn't know it was moving around in transit, or was he I, I just on a the, sick one? Or I don't know how he did it. We, we don't know. We, we still don't know that. Um, I even asked the driver. I said, hey, dude, did they really in, check the container? I said, because, yeah, I said, <laughs> maybe someone's still in there, you know? I'm like, just have them check it. Yeah, I don't know at what point or where exactly, um, you know, someone decided to uh, use it as a yeah. temporary hotel. <laughs> That's an interesting story. Yeah, one, once I lived over the 710 freeway, bro. <laughs> you know, like for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever route they took. Yeah. That's an interesting story. <laughs> Imagine what would happen there. What kind of claim would that be if, if he passed away in there in transit yeah. and now it's in your possession? Well, hopefully, hopefully that never happens. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard of that happening and I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Cookies are good, man. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, he had, he had some good snacks. Do you have your CDL? I do not. I do not have my CDL. Um, uh, I definitely know how to drive stick shift, but yeah. I do not have my CDL. Um, really the one that mo does most of the movements in our yard for, <laughs> for emergencies is my brother here. Uh, but he also does Jackson. not have a studio. I do not have a studio. Yeah, so it's, everything is within our yard. Um, allegedly. allegedly. That's correct. Yes. That's correct. All right. Yeah, because some people see that like a... But I guess starting out, most guys have their CD out because they, yeah. they, you, you got to keep pushing. You need to cover shit. Like, yeah. You know? But I guess the fleet's so big, you could always find someone to cover it. Right? Well, but even then, I've, I've had conversations with Fernando where I'm like, dude, I need to get my CD out. I said, you know, there's cases where if we got to switch a truck, uh, move a truck, move a super hot container, I mean, I think it'd be worth it, yeah. you know, to have a CDL just yeah, available. Okay. I, I, yeah, I just wanted your input on that, on how you feel about yeah. I got having close. that extra tool. No, yeah, yeah, I think I think that's very important. Um, you know, him and I have always discussed, he's always been the one that's really been, you know what, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Um, I, I think it's important, like you mentioned, if you need someone to do something, you might as well just do it yourself, which is great. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for answering that. Um, wh what was your growth strategy and what's the best way to avoid, uh, I hope I pronounced this word right, plateau, you know, when, yeah. you, when you reach that growing point and something's got to either change, change. or you're going to stay there. Like, yeah. How, how did you know there was that point? Um, and what action did you take? 
Yeah, um, I you know personally uh, with FM Logistics, uh, we, we've always tried to find a way to evolve, right? Um, so the way it changed was technology. With technology internally here uh, with us, our TMS system was also uh, one of the biggest uh, motivators to continue to grow. Um, if you have the software technology to uh, keep track of your customers, your loads, your payroll, then it's easier to scale. Um, but it's very expensive. And I think a lot of smaller companies or even companies my size, might even be larger, right? They they might say, well, if, it, if, it's, if it's always worked, why change it, right? Why spend this extra money in software? Mm-hmm. But it really takes you to another level. It takes you another level. Um, I think the functionality, the tools, um, you know, the the service definitely improves. So technology has definitely been big with us, and I think that's definitely something that's helped us um, break that plateau and continue to grow uh, year after year. Yeah, you gotta uh, embrace change, right? Or, or get left behind. And it's scary. I mean, it's scary. You know, you can't just call someone up and say. Hey, you know, how do I do it to make sure I don't fail? No one could give you that answer. You're going to fail. It's going to happen. And since so you went the technology route, do you feel that it's like a one and done situation? Or, or once you tap into software, like you always have to be on top of it? It requires maintenance and all that? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely requires maintenance. It's expensive. There's always upgrades. There's always features that you want to add, right? Um, but when once you add technology, I think it opens up a big window and you see through that window and you realize, wow, there's so much that I don't know, right? Um, so just when you get to that point where you think, you think, oh, you know what? Um, I think I, I, I've seen it all. I, I know what to expect. And you add something like technology, software, and then you realize like, man, there's so much more out there. Um, so uh, February, right now I'm uh, celebrating my 20 year anniversary since I joined transportation. This month? Yeah, this month. Congratulations. So, uh, 20 years in transportation. We'll yeah. do a high five right here. Yeah. High five. Hola. Sí, Hola. Man. Gracias, Hola. gracias. And check this out. I'm spraying it with Luis. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm flattered, you know. This is a 20th anniversary celebration podcast. That's right. FM Logistics. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, moving on. Um, you got into trucking at twenty. Oh, you got a call there. How many missed calls do you have since the whole operation <laughs> my, thing? Oh, you my, left it over there. My phone's better, right? yeah, yeah, my yeah. phone's no, behind the camera yeah, we, and silent. We, we got a team that's, that's helping us right now. <laughs> so you got into it at twenty-two, no driving. So you've always seen it like um, everything from a business perspective, as far as like, because most people. Okay, that. Let me rephrase that. We're all business minded when we tap into the, the industry, but it, it is believed that you have to start by being a driver. Yeah. So you, you were never a driver, no CDL. So tell us a little bit about the journey, how you ended up in trucking to begin with. Maybe oh, yeah. all your other hustles, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, my brother and I have uh, had different ventures, right? Um, you know, to a point where we were, we actually had uh, vending machines. So we ran a small company, eight vending machines. And uh, before then, you know, we, we did a little bit of everything, home theater systems, plasma screens, 
Um, we've we've definitely tapped into different types of businesses that we've learned something about. Um, I think the biggest thing that we learned is relationships and how to deal with people. Um, more of the communication side, right, with customers. Um, we would do a lot of the work ourselves, so you know we understood what it takes to um, accomplish something, right? Um, at the age of 22, I had an opportunity to work for a, a trucking company night uh, shift. Um, you know, work from 2 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning, um, which was nice. That gave me opportunity to continue working with my brother during the day, um, doing our, our little business of vending machines and home theater, which was great. But it really opened up my eyes on how big transportation was, and I really loved it. I loved it, and I craved it because every day was completely different, right? Um and then just year after year, I moved to a few different companies. Finally, I ended up uh, working for a big uh, IMC uh, company and uh, moved up the ranks. Um, at the age of 35, the company decided to centralize to Chicago. And, uh, and I was facing that position where I said, okay, do I go work for another company or do I continue my entrepreneurship and uh, open up my own trucking company? Uh, sold um, my house, sold uh, cars that I had, and pretty much anything that I could sell that was worth anything I sold. Uh, got some money together and opened up our first company in 2015 uh, with a partner. Um, first year, we didn't make any money. Any money that came in was right out, right, with, uh, you know, payroll and just expenses. Literally, we were just living on whatever our savings were. Um, second year, we're doing a lot better, you know, got more freight, we're able to grow, bought a company truck. The first company truck was bought in the second year in operation um, and then just started scaling. Uh, 2018, I decided to open up a second company, which was FM Logistics. It was primarily going to be focused on highway and shuttles between warehouse to warehouse. Okay. Um, and I uh, started doing very well and I had to make a decision on where my... Um, focus was going to be just like anything right it's difficult to focus on a lot of different things and really be successful um you know you're trying to do two things at once one of them is going to fall apart uh, so i had to make that decision and i focused on fm logistics um so i ended up separating from my partnership went 100 percent on fm logistics so from 2018 to right now 2022 i mean we have a significant amount of growth um since then yeah You've always been good at uh, transitioning and evolving. We've been we've been trying, yeah. Cause also, do you want to go a little bit more back to where um, the first job you saved yeah. up to the hair clipper and yeah, always levels, you know. Yeah, levels. Um, so, uh, grew up in uh, Boyle Heights, uh, East LA, and um, as I mentioned before, there's not a lot of role models there. Or a lot of people that could help you uh, enter the entrepreneurships in the 80s and 90s, right? Um, there was definitely a lot of um, gangs during that time, a lot of drugs. It was during that time where, you know, the whole uh, war on drugs was going on. So it was a lot of chaos, especially right there in the Boyle Heights during those years. Um, but I decided to focus my energy and time on things that I could control. And my first job was working at a liquor store on 8th Street. I was a stock boy. I would stock uh, beer. Um, that uh, liquor store got robbed a few times. 
I was there and my brother was there mm. a few times. One occasion, my brother had to hide in one of the refrigerators while the store was getting robbed. Wow. So there's definitely a lot of stories there. Uh, saved some money, uh, bought um, trimmer and uh, buzzard the wall to buy, cut hair. I learned how to cut hair for the neighborhood. <laughs> I started cutting hair for all my friends at my parents' home at doorstep. Um, Continue to save some money there. Hey, how much were the cuts back then? Well, if you went to a barber, you're probably paying about $8 plus tip, 10 bucks, right? I was charging everyone anywhere between 4 to $5, but I always had that one friend is like, hey, Fern, I only have $2, man, but I want to go see my girlfriend. Can you hook me up? Yeah. It's like, all right, man, you got two bucks, Kyle. You know, go ahead yeah. and put it right here. I'll give you a nice little buzz, right? That was the beginning of the fades. Um, he got the, he, that's why he got the crooked fades, <laughs> the patchy fades. The patchy fades. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you showered, you got the, what we call the survivors, you know, the, 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 the <laughs> little pelitos throwing gang signs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we always hook someone up, right? Um, and yeah, we continue to transition from there. Um, so save the money from the liquor store, save the money from the, the haircutting. Um, I wanted to continue to grow. So I joined an occupational center in East LA. I also learned how to do mobile electronics. I learned sales finance, which was really nice. Um, you put yourself through school. I put myself through school, still going through school, right? I was still going to, to you know, my junior high school. Um, this is before I even went into uh, high school. Um, so it was night classes and weekend classes. So I would go to school, I would get home. Um, sometimes my parents were able to drop me off. If not, during that time, I used to take the RTD bus. You would take the RTD bus. Um, Why do you smile when you say that? Well, because it was a lot of great memories, man. Uh, you know, take the bus. Back then, you'd get a transfer, physical transfer. Uh, I think you would pay... Uh, 10 or 15 cents to get that transfer and um you know it was always it was definitely different riding on the bus public transportation you know from one place to another uh if you had a car it would probably take you maybe 15 minutes to get there public yeah. transportation it'd probably take me four hours right if you miss the bus then you're screwed and you're looking at five hours so those are definitely times that that i remember and and you know have definitely uh helped mold me yeah where was Action Jackson during this time? A um, little bit behind, although I did get a little bit of the trickle. My brother was always, you know, a little older than me. So, you know, he was the first one to go ride the bus. He was the first one to, you know, basically I was still two years behind. So by the time he made it to high school, I was still in junior high. But still pretty much following behind him, you know, the whole time. Um, I... I was very fortunate to get some of that trickle effect, you know, after him, you know, started going to occupational and he goes, Hey, I know how to wire car systems. I said, cool. Let me help you. Let me look, let yeah. me see, yeah. let me, you know, so I've always been, um, there with him. Um, he's definitely been, um, leading the pack always, but, um, I've always been there with him, you know, and I think it's cool. I've, I've always found it very interesting, very, um, uh, I don't think I've ever went in there going, oh, I want to learn something. It's always just, you know, it catches your interest and you don't even feel like it's a learning thing. It's just, you know, yeah, you're just, like a job. it doesn't feel like a job. You know, you're hanging out with your brother, you're doing all these things that, you know, 
hours and hours and hours go by and then you're just like oh damn i should go home <laughs> you know so old school style the lights came on yeah yes that was that was the call yeah the lights yeah. come on dude you gotta go home um so it's always definitely been that way you know um he'll start something and you know i'll get a call and it's like hey jackson we're doing this okay goes way let's back do it to jackson Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Jackson goes... Yeah, so we work for a small company, audiovisual company. Probably a little bit after occupational. Yeah. Um, they used to do concerts. Uh, you know, concerts, uh, a lot of um, live video recording for shows. So we learned about wiring, lighting, um, sound, load boards with um, the mixers. Yeah, um, all that cool stuff, right? And our boss at the time, or the owner of the company, had so many people, a lot of freelancers, mm -hmm. come and help and build the rigs and lighting and all that stuff. He couldn't remember people's names, so his his solution was Jackson. he started calling everyone Jackson. Didn't matter if you were male or female, mm -hmm. right? Jackson. <laughs> But he saw you. He was just like Jackson. I need I need you to do this. You know, build this rig. He would see another person, another freelancer. He couldn't remember her name, right? Jackson, I need you to do this at the door, right? So everyone was Jackson's, and the funniest thing about that is, you know, you just you were all just okay with it, right? So someone called you Jackson, you're like, oh, he's talking to me, so let me go ahead and do it, right? Uh, and it just always stuck with us. Um, so everywhere we've gone, it's always been like Jackson. <laughs> Are you Jacksons out there? Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe. Diles Jackson, diles. Subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> Thank you, Jacksons. Ira los. Partnership stuff. It, sometimes it's your family. How do you feel about that? Um, any partnership advice? Yeah, um, I think at the end of the day, always be transparent. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, especially my carnal here. Um, you know, anything that I promise him, I do. Um, if I tell him I could do something, I'll do it. Even if I'm gonna lose on it, but if I told him, hey, this is the way it's gonna work out, and this is what's gonna benefit you then I accomplish it. Why? Because other opportunities, other things are going to happen that maybe we both benefit, right? Um, and that's what you're always planning for. It's, it's the next one, right? I think the biggest misconception with a lot of new entrepreneurs, and it doesn't matter if it's your family member or not, is they want to hit it big on that first one, right? There's an opportunity. They want to touch it, and they want to hit it big, right? I think maybe now with social media, it's become very popular and very easy to say, you know, um, next day millionaire, right? Week, a month, whatever it might be. In reality, it doesn't work like that. It takes a lot of time, um, a lot of years, right? It, it really does. Um, you figure, you know, FM Logistics has been uh, going on six years now. And really, now I feel like this is where we're gaining some traction, six years in. But if no one really sees all the work that we put in before that. Um, the first company they opened was in 2015. So really from 2015 to 2018, to me, it was a learning curve, right? I was learning, I was uh, really learning how to run a company, um, how to grow, how to be a, a, a good CEO. Now from 2018 on, now I feel like I'm really gaining some ground. And I think that's the toughest part, right? It, it's always nice to say, hey, you know what? I'm working on this. I'm doing that. But people are always asking you one or two weeks later, hey, so how's your business doing? How's your venture doing? And if you tell them, hey, man, it's not going very well. Oh, man, 
I told you not to waste your time, right? <laughs> and I think no one wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't waste my time. Uh, I didn't waste it with a negative person like you. That's, that's right. That's the right answer. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and, 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 and it, it is, you know, it is easy to get a lot of negativity. Um, there's been times, you know, late in the evenings I told my brother, man, I go, people ask like, hey, what do you do now? And I'm like, I don't even want to explain it to him because mm-hmm. it just... It's too hard to explain, or I guess too hard to get them to understand. So I just tell them, I just, eh, I've been busy. <laughs> you oh, know? so they, they want you to put a title on it, like what exactly you do with him? <clears throat> well, it, and not necessarily just with him, like w- like e- the whole transportation, mm-hmm. the whole transportation thing. There's so many people who don't understand anything about it, you know? They just know that there's a truck on the freeway, and it brings stuff or takes stuff, and that's kind of it you know um so sometimes you they they start asking a little bit and then you just see their eyes kind of glaze over and then mm-hmm. you're like eh, okay let's just end there yeah it's too much information <laughs> it's too much information to explain yeah. you know so yeah. it, it 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 sometimes it gets a little exhausting either because they don't understand or they don't want to understand you know they just they yeah. want the easy answer they want like, the easy answer oh, i'm doing great I'm a millionaire now. <laughs> Doesn't you know, work like especially that. when they go, hey, whoa, you guys are out there, you know, 14, 16 hours sometimes. You know, so people start asking, like, hey, well, what are you doing? <laughs> Where you been? Yeah. How come you're not available on the weekends? You know, like stuff like that. So it sometimes it gets a little hard to explain. But um, yeah, because at this point, you probably feel like explaining is the same as trying to convince and you kind of have your mind made up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You mentioned transparency. Yeah. Um, that really helps, you think, in because, like, envy or what, what would I say, or, or the feeling that you're being left out or you're holding out, that, that happens a lot with, like, with family members. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like transparency helps a lot, like, so that you guys don't feel like you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That no, no one's helping uh, yeah, someone else. And, and at least on, from my point of view, um, I don't think I've ever felt left out. I've always done all kinds of projects with my brother, you know? Um, and, and that's why I think, like he says, transparency, you know, I think that goes for good, and it also goes for bad. I mean, there's times I've had to go to him and go, dude, we're getting killed with 30 boxes that went into storage, you know? And that's horrible news, you know? Because you, you start multiplying numbers, and, and, <laughs> and you see that we're not doing well. I mean, it, it's... You know, it's depressing. It's depressing. It's it, it it like uh, it makes you feel like all your work that you did was for nothing. You know, like mm-hmm. so. It tra- when it's transparent, you you know, you know what you're you're getting yourself into. You also know that all the hard work that you've put in is starting to show. You know, um, but yeah, I think transparency is yeah. very for important. good and bad, right? Um, and and I think that's that's exactly what he's saying is. You know, there's transparency with all the good stuff, what everyone wants to hear, but the bad stuff is the hard part, right? Um, if you're, like he says, if you're putting in so many hours and then at the end you're getting killed because of whatever it is, right? Storage, per diem, um, you know, whatever it might be, and things are just not planning your way, you still got to communicate it and say, hey, man, you know what? You know, we, we got to find a solution for it, you know? Yeah, well, if it was easy, you already know how that ends. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would do it. Yup. 
You mentioned earlier you went all in, right? Yeah. Did you mention the amount you, you came up with? Yeah, so... Of, uh, that, of that gamble? Yeah, the gamble was half a million dollars. So I have half a million dollars to start the first company in 2015. Um, I could tell you that the whole thing went fast. It went it fast. It sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not because, you know, an operation takes a lot of money. Um, so we take for granted everything that we currently have, right? Lights that we have, mm -hmm. internet, right? Uh, laptop equipment. I mean, salary juice. Salary, the juice, <laughs> right? The sodas for the refrigerator. Everything takes money. You're meeting customers, right? Um, there's a lot of things that you got to do. Sometimes you got to build contracts. You got to... Um, pay people to get those contracts made for you, especially if you're brand new. Um, everything takes money, so just imagine a full year with uh, zero income coming in. Um, so it dries up very, very fast, and it was definitely very scary, uh, especially because yeah, we got to the point where, in all reality, the whole 500 was gonna disappear. Um, but that I was never gonna give up. I would have probably went out and got a loan or I would have done something, but I would have continued. Um, and maybe that's something now people would say, oh, of course, right? Because it worked out. But I could promise you at that moment, you don't know. You have no idea what you're, you know, if you're doing the right thing or not. So it looked like you were ending up in zeros, but you were yeah. able to save it, right? We so it was one of those it. dips and that's right. Boom. Like, ah, yeah. oh, que bueno, right? And that plane's about to hit. And you save it. See, see, and people tell you, right? I, I had a lot of business owners tell me that, say, hey, Fernando, you got to keep at it. Just when you realize that you're going to give up, don't, because you're almost there. And that's when it literally goes right back up, right? Yeah. Just when you think you're going to crash and burn and say, you know what? The hell with everything. I'm it's very done. easy to think like that <laughs> when yes. you're feeling it. Like, yes, yes. I mean, especially you know, when you're by yourself, right, or your spouse or whatever it might be, um, no one wants to talk about those dark moments, but we, we all get there. And if you do mm -hmm. talk about them, not everyone could relate, right? Or the advice that people give you are not the right advice, right? Um, mm -hmm. For instance, I got a lot of people that try to give me advice on business and they've never ran a business. I try, I find a lot of people, and it's always the first ones I want to give you advice without you even asking, right? That come and say, hey, you should do this, you should, should do that. Um, you know, you should go with this strategy and there's that know. saying that you, you shouldn't take advice. Um, uh, Genesis Uribe from one of the episodes, I forget the number, but she mentioned it. Like, don't take advice from someone you wouldn't trade places with. Right. So sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. You're, you're, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, and you know, that's, that's always the, the first thing is like, okay, well, you know, it's easy to repeat something that you read in a book or you heard somewhere. But if you're physically not running a company and it's a successful company and you haven't been in business more longer than 10 years, then potentially your advice is really not founded. Uh, even at this point where I'm at right now, you know, unless someone asks me for my advice, I won't give it. Right. Because I, I still feel like I still um, I'm not validated just to go out there and say, you should do this, you should do that, you should do that, to make sure that you're successful. Also, you don't, I was thinking, not the not validated, but I was thinking maybe your opinion would steer them away from the experience they're meant to have. 
right. maybe they're meant to have a temporary failure yeah. and that will be the best advice yeah th their experience yeah and then you steer them away from that and then the whole butterfly effect butterfly effect. yeah yes yeah. you know fernando had to go and tell him what, not, not what to, do to do it and, and most people don't listen anyways <laughs> right right i mean I, i've had people come to me um ask me for advice and i'll tell them i'll literally i'll lay out the whole brick road for them right leave all the crumbs like start here mm -hmm. and you're gonna end there and they get still, google maps they still won't follow it <laughs> they won't follow it they won't follow the crumbs that i'm leaving for them right they'll try to find their own way and then they're surprised why it doesn't work out and that's happened multiple times so it's you know hey jackson some people don't listen huh they don't they don't i've seen it yeah that's what I i'm saying Fer i told fernando put his phone on on silent but he had it right here on the vibrating on the table exactly it's a man look it had to happen to me so then i'm like ah he was right let me go ahead and let me move it to the side yeah i just, I just had to throw it in there you know yeah. but moving on moving on before things get tense um Part, one more thing about partnerships. Do you think some people jump into partnerships because deep down they feel afraid of doing it alone? Or yeah, yeah uh, for sure. They I, feed off each other's energy or yeah. what? Oh, well, I think I think at first when you're looking for a partnership is always a good intent, right? You're always trying to find someone that has uh, a different talent than you do. Uh, so if someone is better operational and you're better on the admin or financial side, that's a great partnership. Um, and that's something that sometimes people don't consider, right? Because if you have two people that are good at the same thing, then what's the point of the partnership, right? I mean, the whole point is someone else is picking up the slack that unfortunately you know yourself and you got to be honest with yourself. You just can't do, right? Yeah. Or you haven't mastered it yet. Um, and that's a great partnership. Uh, for instance, well, my brother here, he is phenomenal when it comes to hands-on. I mean, he could literally touch anything and, and just figure it out and fix it. <laughs> Not with the it, fingers. It, it, anything mechanical. Anything mechanical. Mechanical. My, okay. my, my brain's more mechanical. Yeah. 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 You know, um, you know, mechanical, anything that, that actually breaks of any kind, even if you've never seen it before, right? He could just, you know, somehow uh, figure out how it functions and he fixes it. I don't have that, right? Um, so that's, I think that's the reason that we've been able to cope and work very well. And that's the same thing with the rest of our team. That's good. Yeah. That's a good tip. Like identifying, like, I think you gotta be good at identifying too. Like, yeah, we just gotta right? be honest with yourself. Yeah. Like, and, and, and he's a hundred percent on that. You have, you have to know when to say, you know what, dude, that's not something I'm good at, you know, and you could be good at a hundred things, but if you're being asked to do something, um, you have to be honest with yourself and say, you know what, dude, that's not for me. I don't, you know, that's not where I want to go. That's not what I want to do. So, yeah. Do you guys, it's been going, it's worked out fine and all that. Um, but overall, there's, we all have something we look up to or that we, uh, whether we pray to it or we just speak it into existence. Like, yeah. what do you guys believe in? Uh, well, for myself, I'm super positive. I think positive energy is very important for me. And real. And real, yeah. Um, so I'm always talking about positive, right? Since I wake up early in the morning, positive, positive, positive mindset. Um, I don't like focusing on, on anything negative, even people, right? If, if I get the sense that certain people are negative, I'll take myself out of that pocket and move myself. 
um, I think that has a lot to do with it. Because the minute you start going towards the negative, it's not that things go wrong. It's just that you're not in the right mindset to make the right decisions. So things work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... Yeah, it's like, think of it... Um, you're thinking of a red car, you see the red car. Yeah. You're thinking of reasons to be mad, you stay mad. You're going to find a lot of little reasons. You start cool. nitpicking almost. So whatever you think of the most, it has influence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so my for myself, it's positive, uh, super positive. Uh, you know, everyone has a way uh, of staying, staying positive for myself is uh, being alone. You know, I, I love being by myself, uh, you know, every single day, two or three hours. Just so I could reset, focus, uh, put myself in the, in the in the right state of mind, and then go out there and make sure that um, you know I I spread that positive energy across. So if someone comes to me with the problem or or the sky is falling, it's like okay, well let's hold up, let's look at it. What happened? Okay, is it in our control? If it is, okay, let's find a solution. But if it's out of our control and there's really nothing that we could have done for it to happen, then let's not waste our energy there, right? Let's think for the next time, what can we do different? So does that involve like meditating during that time? Or what do you, do you consider that meditating? I, I do consider meditating. Um, you know, I, I love the beach. I've always spent a lot of time in the beach. I do yeah. that all the time. I literally just go out there, sit by myself uh, with my own thoughts. You know, and just think. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, people say it's very difficult to concentrate, but if you do it every single day, it just gets easier and easier and easier. Concentrate on what during meditation or just just focus. Like, I, I like putting my my when you mindset go out just there. blank. Okay. It's just blank. Yeah, that sounds like an art. It, it takes it, time. Yeah, it's really loud in here sometimes. And that's the that's why you wanna that's why you wanna reset it, right? I, yeah. I see it as a reset. You're resetting it because there's so many things going on. And it, at least for myself, it helps me also when I go sleep, right? When I go to go to sleep, uh, once you know how to reset yourself, I could literally yeah. shut my brain off and then just knock out. It's hard for me when I'm excited about the next day. Yeah. It runs over and over and I'm like, yeah. ah, I don't even want to go to sleep, to be honest. But, well, that means that you're doing what you're supposed yeah. to do. That's that's yeah. the way we should all yeah. feel. It's the excitement. That's the right way to stay up, not on a sick one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Things have changed around here. Yeah. And, um, was it always that way? With you and, were you, with you enjoying your solitude? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's always been part of me uh, since I was very, very young. Um, you know, it... it I don't know. It's just something that I've always done, um, you know, like being by myself. Um, so even though my brother and I do spend a lot of time, we always find a way to kind of do our own thing, right, and uh, reset. So um, that's always been somewhat natural. I think the biggest uh, difference is, is where you do it. To me, I found myself that when I'm in the beach, it helps me and it's easier. Um, and it didn't matter where I lived. I would still drive to the beach by myself, you know, two hours of traffic, no matter what I was, and I would do it on Sundays. Mm. Um, now that I'm closer, well, it's a lot easier, but that was just the way that I found myself to, you know, function a lot better. Great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. What about you, Jackson? For me, the drives, dude. Drives. Drive, like oh. driving. Oh. You drive, you know. Occasionally um, getting lost on the way to a podcast. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know. Well, that was my fault. <laughs> Following. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but driving, driving, uh, you know, turn off the radio and just drive by yourself, um, you know, 
uh, gather your thoughts or quiet your mind, you know. Um, that helps with a lot, you know. Like you said, sometimes it's loud in here, yeah. especially after a long day. It's really loud. So um, either on the way home or on the way to the office, you know, you have that time. Um, so that usually helps for me. And, and same thing on the weekends. I'll still go for a drive, you know, even if it's to go <laughs> to go get coffee in Santa Barbara. Like I'll drive, you know, yeah. but that it's it's not the destination's not the target, you know. Like the target is the drive, to have that yeah, quiet, the, 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 the process quiet, the it. process. Yes, yeah. the, the the quiet space for two hours, mm-hmm. you know. So it 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 just uh, that that's my way of. So you are all different, but we 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 seek. Uh... A good outcome overall. You know, yeah. yeah. Just different methods. Exactly. Who was your idol growing up? Idol? Um, I don't think I ever had an idol. I don't even have an idol now. Um, <laughs> but there was definitely people that I would look up to. Um, there was very important people growing up as a kid. Uh, one of them was a, a boss of mine for a short time. I also worked for a, a beer distributing company. And, um, you know, the president of sales was uh, someone that I spent a lot of time with. Uh, when I started working there, also very short span, but young also. Um, and I, I was able to spend some time with him, and he was able to uh, teach me just by, you know, following him and being with him um, on how he closed deals, how he, uh, you know, worked out relationships with different customers. Um, on the beer distribution side, you would have a lot of manufacturers come and try to pitch you to cover or for you to carry their products. So I was I had a chance to meet a lot of them, sit in the meetings, how he um, closed those deals, and I learned a lot just by listening and paying attention. Um, so for me, he's a very important person that I always looked up to because of what he allowed me to experience and learn. Um, so it's it's always been people that that I've touched or I've reached out to and they've helped me uh, grow. I think at the end of the day, those are the people that I look up to. Oh, thank you. How about you? Um, well, for one, my brother, my brother, someone that I you know I, I look up to. I think I've always have. Um, um, but a little funny, I a little funny story about that. I I got. The opportunity Uh-oh. to work with the same uh-huh. with the same boss. Oh, okay. Um, different method, like mm-hmm. you said, but ultimately, um, you know, I think we both learned a little bit from him. That to this day, I think we still practice and and we still, um, you know, appreciate um, because, like he says, you don't you're especially growing up in Boyle Heights, you don't get to talk to people who are involved in business decisions. Um, planning, uh, working with a lot of people, you just don't, you know, you don't get those opportunities. So um, he was able to provide a window for us to see um, yeah. something outside of Boyle Heights, you know, something outside. That that planted. Yeah. yeah. But the relationship was different with him. Uh, so this person that we're talking about, he would get into arguments with him. Right, and then he would call me, and he's like, "Hey, you gotta talk to your he brother. Said, What's you gotta wrong? Calm him down. What's wrong with your brother? What's wrong with your brother? He talks back to me." And I was like, <laughs> "And I would tell him, like, look, I can't control my brother, man. That's just who he is." <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, he he was a person who showed us a lot about negotiating and a lot of uh, 
you know, just personal organization, I think, also. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them that was pretty funny um, that he would he would say, go in there and, you know, negotiate this deal. This is this is what we need to do. And then you come back and you go, no, he doesn't want to do that. Go back in there. Try again. Go try again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not just business deals, even projects. We would do projects with him. And then he would say, this is what we have to do. I don't know how to do that. We'll figure it out. What do you need? And he's he's one of the persons that I think planted that seed of the fact that you don't know how to do something shouldn't stop you. You know, it shouldn't stop you. It should just kind of, um, well, and I know it now, right? It 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 gives you an opportunity to think of the situation in a different way. You know, it's like okay, I don't have the tools to do this. I don't have the knowledge to do this, but. How do we overcome the situation that we have to, you know, uh, take care of? Not um, knowing is not an excuse to not yes. move forward. Like, no. And if you want to do it, okay, figure it out. And yeah. and yeah. he's the first one to show us that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to ruin something. We've ruined <laughs> a lot of things. I mean, we, we, you know, and and it's okay to ruin stuff. And it's okay to be wrong, you know. It's okay to say, you know what, dude? I screwed up. I'm sorry. But how how do we fix it? Like, how do we get past just the initial um, mistake? You know, let's get past the mistake. Let's just move on to getting the task at hand done. I think when you move past, like, reminiscing on a fuck up, I think you're growing. I I just thought I'd throw that in there because... Sometimes we're really hard on ourselves and then we're stuck on like, there's nothing we could do to change it. It already happened. It already happened. Yeah. But like, don't let it fuck up the momentum. Yeah. Keep, going. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Do it tomorrow. Going. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. And we get stuck on it because, you know, no one likes to fail. No one wants to say, man, you know, that person did it. They were successful. I did it. It didn't work out. Okay, why? Right? And a lot of the times it's because... They might have gave us the advice and we just didn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that's as simple as that. Yeah. And I think it's happened to all of us. It, like, just with the phone. Well, people try to follow a blueprint <laughs> that is not, like, what worked for you it might not work for me. Yeah. No. I mean, and there's then, always transitioning. In the yeah. end, we each have our own road. We're kind of... You just can't sweat the technique, you know? Yeah. As yeah. long as the end game's the same, the technique could be flexible. Yeah. I mean, who's to say what's right or wrong, right? If, as long as you get to the end game. Yeah. I, man, imagine if you, if you literally saw, had a visual of the journey, like like a drawing, like up and down, left, right, all that. that oh, it would like, be like the stock market. It would, yeah. be, it would be all over the place. Yeah. And that's really the way it actually works uh, in life, right? There's there's no clear path. Do, um, do you invest in self-improvement a lot? Yeah. I, I, I think, think I saw a video. Uh, I may be wrong. It was like, did you have a coach or someone at the office? Like someone there? It wasn't at the office. I've actually gone to a lot of conferences. Oh, okay. Uh, conferences. Okay. Actually, my brother was part of one of them. He had never been to a conference where a lot of uh, entrepreneurs come together. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's more just a mixer, right? To talk to people in different types of industries. And uh, I took him with me and I said, hey, you know what? I think it's important for you to uh, see this side of it, right? Where you're meeting a lot of different people. Um, that might not have nothing in common because everyone has or, or does something completely different. But at the end of the day, we've all kind of experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just how did you go about 
uh, either, you know, getting past that failure yeah. or or were some of the, the things that affected you or why did you decide to go on, you know, entrepreneurship? Um, and I think uh, he really enjoyed it. It was actually out in Malibu. We spent two days out there. Um, so it was it was it was pretty awesome. What you think of that? It, it, it's eye opening because um, like I was saying earlier, you in your normal day to day, you don't get a chance to talk to someone who runs a huge company. Yeah. You don't. You don't get to. Uh, I mean, you just don't. You know, your day to day doesn't allow for that. Just because you're not in those areas, you're and especially people who who run those type of businesses. I mean, they're busy themselves. You know, so yeah. you know if 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 you happen to come across someone like that, I mean, um, the chances of you meeting them on your day to day is is slim to none. You know. So when you go to mixers like that, it's really eye-opening because, like he says, you, you talk to people who, on a, on a regular basis, you would never, you know, cross paths with, you know. Um, but you go to these events, and, and you can. You can talk to someone who runs this huge company. And, and, and just the surprising part is you realize how normal, yeah. how normal yeah. these people yeah. are. No, seriously. You know? I think that's you the think best. they get nervous to public speak as well? Or oh, I'm not? sure. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some are more comfortable than others, but I'm, I'm sure, you know? I mean, I think uh, to a certain extent, I think everyone has a little bit of fear of something. Yeah. What do you think? You think would you agree that it's important that when you go into those uh, type of seminars or speaking engagements, yeah. it's very important to go with an intention of what you want out of it? And oh, yeah. how will you apply it? Because you, I notice people um, may, may fall victim to thinking that simply attending will make them succeed. And with all due respect, a lot of them end up being, it's cool that you're motivated and all, but don't be like a motivated idiot. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah we're going to, you know, this and that. Yeah. But you like, have to apply. when you go back, what are you doing? You have to apply you what, what you mean? learned. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. Uh, I think it, it depends why you're doing it, right? Um, for us, it just so you know, it's, it was actually a pretty boring subject. We, the reason we went, it was for taxes, right? Oh, okay. That's what the, the whole point of it was. Yeah. Um, and and finance. Um, so you know, it's it's not something that you're super excited about, right? But those are the locations and 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 places that you're gonna meet people, like Caramel says, that um, are gonna change your perspective. Um, and for us, it's the same thing, right? The reason we did it is because we, we wanted it. There was something that we were trying to improve. There was something that we wanted to uh, better, right? And it's just not just for ourselves, but for everyone around us. So if if we could uh, grab a new tool and put it in our arsenal, then if you're my inner circle, I'm going to I'm gonna share that tool with you. And I'm going to be like, hey, man, guess what? I got this new tool. Go ahead and use it. Mm-hmm. You know, take advantage of it. And everyone I touch, I'm going to continue sharing that tool. So then, if Luis has another tool, well, let's exchange tools. You know, mm-hmm. use mine and pair them up. Let's pair them up. Let's put them together. Um, and I think that's uh, definitely uh, out of the box thinking because most people don't think that way. It's okay. I got my my two little tools, and I'm not gonna share them with anyone. I don't want anyone to see them. I don't even know. I don't even want them to know that I have them. Right? Yeah. And that's great and all. You might you might do very well, but then that's it. When you talk about plateaus, this is why people plateau. Yeah. Because yeah they're holding yeah. on and they don't want to share and yeah. they don't even know themselves that they're missing out yeah. of something bigger exactly because they don't know they like don't know. I, i've been like that before where it feels like 
kind of like what you described. You're just so focused on 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 your side of things, yeah. but you fail to realize that you know it takes uh, uh, un intercambio, sí. um, a barter of value, of value. right? Of information, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, yeah. well, and and that's one thing we were mentioning the other day. Value isn't always money. Exactly. You I know? literally I'm glad you brought that up. V- value yeah. value is not money. Yeah. Value People think it is all right it, away. Yeah. Like Yeah. Well that's the only focus, right? Yeah. 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 And and that's actually one of the takeaways that I got from the the conference. seminar, the conference that mm-hmm. we went to mm-hmm. was that value is, is not always money. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's you know, it, it's a lot of things. But yeah. the few things that I applied them to were the relationships, the communication, the reliability. Yeah. The the you know, that people want someone that's there and reliable, you know? Um and and that can bring more value than just a wad of cash, you know? Yeah, or assisting in the growth. Like I'm so glad you brought that up. It it's just like see we get these little signs, um, that you're doing good, you know? Yeah. You gotta fuck up. I've been learning. Yeah. You know, I wasn't born into like a business family or business yeah. minded. Like you just, yeah. the 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 growing up. You know, with, with the struggle, the lack, it kind of drives you. Like I want more, right? Yeah. But it's not your fault for not knowing. But right. you can definitely be in control of learning. And I just recently like switched up something that I would do. I, I would, uh, you know, I, I would charge for ads here and there, and but then that came up value. And I'm like, you know what, like, because some people have a bad relationship with, they'll say how much for an ad, right? Yeah. But some kind of expected it for free anyways, but they just ask. And right. as soon as you give a quote, you're left on scene. And, but if I wouldn't have replied, then I'm rude. Right. 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 But, it's like, well, so I took offense, yeah. like, in a way that's like, okay, it, it kind of hurt my self-esteem. <laughs> like, they just want me for my ad. You know what I mean? But, they want to use me. But then I, I thought like okay let's just let's just all win because maybe thinking of focusing strictly on a on a fee it, it was kind of giving the wrong image and and I know deep down it's not all about the money you see I, I I want the money but I don't want it at the cost of of your misfortune I don't want right. to take advantage of people you right. know what I mean yeah so I created a value system like, yes uh, if you look in my highlights on my Instagram containeros. You'll see it's right there in, in all caps promo. You know, it, basically it's not all about money. It's an option if you if you if you cool yeah. with it, of course. You know, because yeah. we can um, try to manifest blessings and then when they come, be like, oh no, I don't need that money. Yeah. Let's face it, money is a tool. Yeah. Yes. It amplifies who you really are. Like, yes. If you're a fucking jerk. You're gonna be a jerk with money. If right. you're generous, you're gonna be generous with money. So I don't know why people have a bad relationship with money, but yeah. to avoid any like having to explain or we you know what I mean my intentions to you yeah. it's like pick what you're comfortable well, with well, a simple I, follow of one of my accounts uh, subscribe to the podcast let someone know about our movement that yeah, we got going it. on trying to share knowledge it doesn't cost um, anything to share it do this do that and, and it's I don't feel bad asking for that in exchange I think it's a fair uh, transaction yeah you know now it's not really like oh you just wanted money right so that's been amazing you know and that's good. I'm really happy to hear that. I'm, yeah, value. That's value. And that's what we're trying to do here. It's uh, bring value to everyone. Yeah. Um, that That's really our goal. Woo! 
You brought it up, but it had to be said. I yeah. the perfect yeah. timing. No, 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 no. I wasn't it's... about to go do a public service announcement. <laughs> I just put it out there, you know. But, That's right. You know, the destiny wants me to bring it up. So. Yeah. So go ahead and that value button. Hit the value button. And follow it. Nah, nah. I just want money, man. <laughs> I put the other stuff on there just to look good, politically correct. Nah, but uh, any tips for entrepreneurs? Time. You mentioned time management. Yeah, uh, realistic expectations, right. consistency, and being a good leader. Well, anything else than that? Uh, well, than that? I, I think at the end of the day is persistence and uh, dedication. Um, I think that's one of the, the things that most entrepreneurs lack, and uh, it's very easily um, looked looked over is how dedicated you have to be and persistent you have to be. Because there you go, sponsorship right there. Oh, now I'm just promoting health, man. Yeah. <laughs> health is wealth. And, uh, you know, the expectation of something um, actually manifesting, you know, it's not, it can be measured in months. Um, it's measured in years. And I think any business owner, no matter if you're in the restaurant business, transportation, whatever it might be, right, they're going to tell you the same thing. It's going to take years to get to a point where um, you're actually doing well. And no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. So biggest tip is patience. Patience yeah. is number one. Without patience, there's nothing else that you could do. It doesn't matter how much drive you have. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter. It, it, nothing matters. At the end of the day, it's your customers, Dude, the time. You went through half a million and you needed patience. <laughs> you had the money. That, that wasn't the issue. That wasn't the issue. And it's still not a, you couldn't, you can't buy success. I can't buy it. You can't. You, you know, you can't tell your customers to use you, right? You can't force them to use you. If they're going to come, they're going to come. And the waiting game is the hardest part. So those are great tips. And we discussed, um, oh, man, this pen is loud. We discussed family and business. Here, let me, uh, let me show you We're gonna exchange my tool. tool. Yeah. It's a lot quieter. <laughs> your tool was your tool. <laughs> now it's your tool. My tool. That's right. I need a tool for these chairs. I, I think I, I need to adjust them. I built them in a rush. Oh, you got a good setup here. Yeah. You guys comfy? Yeah, very nice. Nice. Thank you for the heater. Thank you for the pen. There we go. <laughs> value. 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 Bringing value siempre. Um, on our way out, we're, we're almost down to our last question. Um, I would like to ask you guys um, what you would tell to your younger selves. Yeah, um, I would just say keep doing what you're doing. I don't think I would tell myself uh, or change anything if I was able to talk to younger uh, Fernando because I think every single downfall, every single struggle, every single um, obstacle that I went through has made me who I am. If I would have taken anything out of that, then... I'm positive I will not be in the, tr in the direction that I'm in right now. So just keep pushing, keep going. Y no te rajes. Yeah. Animo, cabrones. Animo. Animo. Y tú, Jackson? Yo, I think I would just tell my younger self um, the focusing, focusing on, on, on your target, you know, um, not wasting so much time and a lot of things, you know. I think the sooner you can focus your energy, 
I think uh, uh, would be beneficial. The sooner the better. Yeah. 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 That would be an interesting time travel there. Yeah. (laughs) And then as we wrap it up, um, actually, anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up that I left out or you feel you got to say? Oh. Let it out now. No, thank you. I, I appreciate you inviting us. This is actually great. You know, yeah. um, I hope that any information that we share helps someone. I'm hoping to motivate someone. Um, the way I see it is if an immigrant came here uh, and is able to, you know, create something, um, then anyone could do it. Anyone could do it, especially a dyslexic one, right? <laughs> um, you know, where they might send you a text message and it says something completely different to what he wanted to share. I mean, if, if this person could do it, then there's really no reason why you can. Um, and, you know, just keep going, definitely. Thank you. Anything else you want to say? Uh, you know, my huge thanks to the whole team, our whole team. They're grateful for you guys, definitely. Team. And it takes a team to build something big, right? Yeah, without Absolutely. your team, you ain't. Absolutely. You got to learn that. Yeah, you, you know, you don't have anything that, you know, one man can't do everything. Where can they uh, get in contact with you if they need your services, if they want to know a little more about yeah. you? Um, um, they could follow us on Instagram, fml.work. You could punch that on the browser. It'll take you straight to our Instagram. Um, you'll have our contact information there, fml.work. Um, we love using that slogan, FML. No one forgets, right? Um, you know, take it however you want. <laughs> I'll definitely take it with a positive view because yes. a lot of people use FML for the wrong reasons. That's but, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you uh, for having I'm us. I'm sorry you got lost on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> but everything happens for a reason. That's and right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. And thank you guys. We'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.